0: What is up, everybody?
1: Welcome back to Mile Higher Podcast, episode 130. Today, we are finally talking about Nikola Tesla for an entire episode because we've talked about Nikola Tesla so many times.
0: Yeah, we've name dropped count. him like probably every other episode. I feel
1: like. <laughs> yeah, we've had many episodes that connect back to him, or we've just referenced him, and we are very interested in talking about him. And you guys are too. We've gotten so many requests to talk about Nikola Tesla. His life is very interesting. And it is. And not many people know about him. Not as many people... No, because they don't teach you about it. Exactly.
0: I never heard even about Nikola Tesla in not school. Not
1: in um, the mainstream, like, core curriculum, public school. Sometime Would, in private yeah. schools or, like, college. Right.
0: It just depends but, on... And somewhere else in the world, too. Like, yeah. if you're in Europe, you've probably learned about him. That's true. Because that's where he's from, right. so... But here in the U.S., we definitely focus a lot more on Mr. Thomas Edison, who yeah. is a kind of a savage person, honestly. Yeah,
1: he definitely, savage is a good word for him. Yeah,
0: yeah. So that's what we're going to be diving into today. You know, we wanted to switch it up a little bit. We've been covering a lot of true crime lately. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're like, let's, you know, kind of open those minds back up again and, uh, you know, talk about somebody that really changed the entire world. Mm-hmm. Um, and who I believe if, you know, we had not lost his work, it seems like we could be even farther along in civilization and just, you know, the level of technology that we have uh, if it hadn't been stolen uh, by the government. (laughs) It's
1: definitely interesting to think about how the world could be different if he was, well, I guess he wouldn't be around today, but if his work (laughs) was still used today, well, it is, it It actually is Yes, a lot of his technologies are used. I meant like all of his work. If we had full access yeah. Or or more of it was taken seriously. A lot of his work was kind of written off. Um, some of it. Yeah.
0: Some of it was, and some of it just never he ran out of money, so he just mm-hmm. had no way to make a lot of the stuff. So Yeah.
1: But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah,
0: God, we're just jumping right <laughs> into it. But no, we got a lot of different things we want to cover here at the beginning as Very well. Interesting. Yeah, it's gonna be a really good episode. So hopefully you're along for the ride. But I wanted to thank our sponsors today as well. We've got Postmates, Third Love, Quip, and Thrive Market. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show. But uh, you got anything else? How's the sesh going? You guys are rocking on the sesh going great,
1: great. having a blast yes. <laughs> we just had our first easy bake sesh yes <laughs> so tune in for that easy josh bake. <laughs> made a special appearance mm-hmm. i
0: did i did i got to try some. i've never tried easy bake food before so <laughs> that was uh, an experience <laughs> it's
2: gourmet yeah. as fuck people it's
0: actually pretty good i'm not gonna lie i thought it was gonna be <laughs> horrible like it was it's better, better than, than the lunchable thought yeah, yeah like that's a good point True. it's like a good step point. up it's yeah. hot, it it hot. <laughs> it's, it's hot oh <laughs> i mean it's the closest we were going to
1: get to being able to bring an oven in the studio yes. yeah
0: i mean the fact yeah. that i even allowed this is pretty I know. pretty funny because josh like, was
1: kind of mad at us today because we had like icing on oh the my table. god it was
0: yeah. a disaster Whoops. in here well, before we recorded Sorry.
2: and we also talked we didn't just easy bake right yeah I mean, we, we talked about our embarrassing stories as a kid when we got in trouble yeah and, you know together and separate so yeah it's totally really different funny. from this very show different. it's yeah.
1: very easy listening and fun and
0: yeah, yeah it's it's it was honestly really funny to hear these stories like yeah. i think people are gonna really like your yeah. episode so thanks go check out the sesh yes. definitely doing really really well it's awesome mm-hmm. to have all of these shows you know if mm-hmm. you haven't checked out Lights Out, would love for you to check that out. It's definitely a much darker experience from mm-hmm. the sesh. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that's, that's definitely the seshes. Yeah, <laughs> to say that lightly. But let's go ahead and get into our news topics for this week. So this past week, Elon Musk, uh, one of the other brilliant men of this uh, century, he actually came out with a comp- like a press conference basically on his company Neuralink. Which we have also talked about this quite a bit on the show, but if you aren't familiar with it, Neuralink is a biotech startup of that Elon Musk founded in 2016, and basically, he's trying to link our brains with technology, with the computers, to be able to do a lot of different things, both good and some kind of scary, <laughs> but ultimately, you know, being able to download data from your brain, upload things to your brain, uh, interface with a computer. But also that might help, you know, cure diseases, and there's a lot of other really positive things that could happen as a result of this technology that he's basically invented. So uh, he came out and basically did a demonstration on the actual Neuralink device. This is the first time we've actually ever seen what this device implanted in your brain is going to look like, and it's basically what it's. I think it's like a dime size, maybe a little bit larger than that, maybe almost a quarter. That they essentially drill. And remove a piece of your skull and then it goes right into that spot where it then has these robotic wires that interface with your brain. It's pretty weird to think about.
1: That is extremely weird to think about. I really am uncomfortable with this. Also, this kind of looks big.
0: It is big.
1: Like that's pretty big. Yeah,
0: it's like a quarter. A quarter. Mm -hmm.
1: And, you know, it makes me think about how, you know, computers started so big and then got smaller and smaller and smaller over time. These probably will get smarter. Like, do you want to get the oldest version installed because it's not like I mean it's gonna be They have to make a hole that size in your head right well they can take there? it
0: out too and like replace it and upgrade it
1: well the hole's still gonna be big right
0: that's true <laughs> the better I hope it doesn't <laughs> get smaller <laughs> I it's a know, pretty permanent thing weird. I feel like
1: yeah it really freaks me out I I'm not getting this and yeah I won't let you get it either <laughs> I'm sorry
0: I I think there's a need for it but I don't know. For the average person, is it going to actually, what is it going to do for you? It's not going to do two months probably at the beginning. So during the actual press conference, they had a pig actually that they've put this device into and they did like a live demonstration where they do different things with the pig, I believe. And then it shows the brain waves and stuff like you can actually see wirelessly uh, the pig, you know, reacting to different things that they do them, feed them, things like that. And you can actually see like the brain waves going up and down depending on what they're I guess, thinking about what they're doing. So, um, very early on, but, uh, it was kind of interesting to watch Elon Musk because he's looked very nervous during it. Like he wasn't sure if it was going to work or like, uh, there's definitely some parts during it where he looked a little, like, you know, he gets that face where he's like, like, he looks like he's (laughs) kind of shitting his pants a little bit. Yeah.
1: I didn't see the video actually,
0: but same thing with like the cyber truck demonstration where they like smash the window. They said the windows don't break and then they like broke the window. You remember that?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And how
0: that was like kind of a big deal. Yeah. So Elon Musk, though, he's always pushing the the envelope on things like he's I mean, I get why he started a company called Tesla. Right.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's very similar to him. But Elon Musk has some very interesting ideas when it comes to Tesla and Edison and stuff we're going to be talking about today. Elon Musk is such a controversial figure. He really is. And everything he's doing. I mean, this Neuralink thing is very controversial. I'm sure about half of our audience is like, that's way too much or more. Or, you know, like we shouldn't be putting things into our brains that we've like crossed the line. Yeah. And that's I'll, how I personally feel. I know you're a little more like pro technology. I mean, I'm open to it,
0: but it, I also am terrified of it because. Yeah if this is the start of us merging with technology, then where is it going to be in 20, 30 years? Are we going to be straight up like cyborgs rolling around? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think we will be. I think a lot of people will be merged with technology in the future. I think it's inevitable. And it's just this idea of like, move, if you're a person that's like attached to the natural world, like our world's becoming more and more artificial. Yeah. And that's kind of like the whole push we're seeing from everything, from Hollywood, from entertainment, even the MTV awards, like yeah. they made it really futuristic. And it's almost like they're implanting these subconscious thoughts into our brains. Like mm-hmm. this is where it's going. Get used to it. Get used to how weird and wild this looks mm. because that's where we're going. Like we're going to be cyborgs.
1: Oh, that's just terrifying. <laughs> I and can't it might even be wrap my head around that.
0: It might be required. Like, it
1: might be. I mean, let's not freak people. What if out we have to
0: move like all of us people that want to live naturally and free, we have to move to this Colony and like live together, and Maybe it becomes this all of whole us thing. should
1: go to a nice place like New Zealand. Like, everyone wants to live naturally. Goes I'm down. To New
0: down, let's do it. <laughs> but that could be the future. So, I think I it, this Neuralink thing scares a lot of us because it re- makes yeah. us realize, like, holy shit, we are so close to that future. Mm-hmm. We're like there, we're on the doorstep.
1: I know, and it's interesting to think about. If Elon Musk will be considered a hero in the future because of this, or a villain? I think villain. Like you think you'll look back? Yeah. I think we're going to be Elon think Musk
0: that. In, a, in a little bit.
1: I mean, I don't know. He has so many fans. He's so popular. But yeah, a lot of people don't trust him. No, I mean, his company is tied to NASA too. A lot of people don't trust NASA, so they question that whole relationship and.
0: And there is a lot of employees of his companies that have had horrible experiences with him and, and management there. And like, mm-hmm. they don't pay you. They're cheap. They're like, there's a lot of like scandals and like rumors going around about what it's like to actually work for him. What he's act- like, same type of thing with, you know, kind of everybody else that's Well, going maybe
1: on. Maybe he's more like Edison. Maybe he takes I've, more after him. And there's actually this clip I'm going to bring up later yeah. where he literally talks about how, Edison is a role model to him.
0: Yeah. No, I know. And that's what's so interesting about it. Because look, I mean, money. Elon Musk is a billionaire. So of course he's going to identify more. Nikola Tesla was broke. Uh I mean, he never had money. He never made an exorbitant amount of money. And he never wanted that either. Mm -hmm. He was doing this for like the betterment of humanity. And I'm worried that money is going to corrupt Elon Musk eventually. And he's going to go down that dark path where him and Jeff Bezos sit in a room and they control the entire world Maybe. from their laptops. You know, and it
1: seems like just by you know history, what has happened with other people, that a lot of people get more and more greedy and you know brutal like that as they get older. Yes, like age absolutely tarnishes some people. Absolutely. So I don't know. I still kind of like Elon Musk because I think he's interesting and he's I don't know. I don't know how to think about him because yeah. I I do get people's points.
0: On well, we sides. need people like him. Yeah, we need people like him. Oh, yeah, because if we don't have innovators and people that push, you know, try mm. to push go as far as we forward. can, then yeah. we stay in this like cycle, the stagnant cycle where a bunch of problems start to come up and we, we're not moving past them. We're just going around and around. I completely. Agree. So we need people like that
2: to kind of bounce off you. I feel like a lot of the reason why people say they don't like him is because they're afraid of him or they're afraid of what he could potentially do to our society because it's so unknown and I think people are afraid of the unknown so maybe it's not so much him as it is oh my gosh is he really going to change the world as we know it and what's it going to be like that's really scary so I don't know I feel like it's a lot more fear than it is like straight up dislike towards him Mm -hmm.
1: no I agree with that
0: yeah I think that that's definitely probably the case for a lot of people is that it's fear of the unknown. I mean, we're all scared of the unknown. So to some degree, and obviously with this, Elon's forging his own path into the unknown. And you know, some of us are like, I'm all along for the ride. Let's go, Elon, (laughs) take us to where where you want to go. And the rest of us are like, hell to the fucking no, because that's scary as shit. Like where that's going to go is going to be a place that I don't want to be. And Mm -hmm. I'm torn. Because I love technology and I think it provides a lot of benefits, but I'm also terrified if humans lose more of ourselves and our roots and where we came from, the Earth. I worry of for the sake of humanity. Like, yeah, our is our species going to end? Because a
1: lot of people already argue that we have become spiritually disconnected as a yeah, human race.
0: Yeah, it could be like the biggest issue in the world is that we're disconnected from spirit, as they call it, because spirit could be. A lot of things for a lot of people, but at the end of the day, we're all plugged into the same spirit in a sense. That's our biggest problem, though, is that we need to reconnect that. And we've, you know, come away from spirit, and that could be a lot of things for a lot of people because all of us interpret spirituality differently. So, you know, we all have our own connection to it. But if we lose that entirely, and that connection does play a huge part into how we feel about the earth, the planet, and, you know, where we came from and we disconnect from all that completely and then technology become replaces that and becomes spirit for us mm-hmm. because once you plug yourself into that then you've just put yourself in a totally different spiritual realm per se yeah. and that's why I don't like that's it. a scary road because i don't know where technology will lead us <laughs>
1: yeah i've seen enough black mirror to be like this is not a good yeah. idea
0: so i don't but at the same time my my whole thing with that thought is is that the only way we make it to extraterrestrial destinations? Like, is that the only way that we actually join the rest of the universe and get anywhere outside of our planet and our solar system is like, maybe we need to go like that road leads us to joining the rest of civilizations out in the stars. And like part of that is that joining with technology to some degree.
1: Maybe, I mean, but we don't know. Are the aliens cyborgs? Maybe they just have that naturally in them. They don't need something plugged into them. Plus, we always talk about
2: how much work we have to do spiritually with like the universe in order to get to that higher level of being able to get interstellar. So it kind of contradicts if you're in order to get there, you have to pull apart from spirituality and join this fake life and that becomes your spiritual life. Well, then is that what the aliens are doing as well? And are they no longer connected to the spiritual world of like the universe then? But at the same time, I thought that's kind of what people expect you have to do is like be connected to the universe and, you know, have that like higher understanding of life in general to be able to get advanced enough to get out of here.
1: I don't know. Yeah, I I think so. I mean, if you go off that Kardashev scale. Right. Yeah. And that is exactly right.
0: Well, what about this this possibility, though? So what if we're able to actually narrow down? where spirit or your soul lies and we're able to transfer that to an artificial body and we're able to because if you think about it all of technology at its core is elements so at the end of the day technology is really not that much different from us other than it's made out of metals i mean we have metals in us we have you know we're made up of more water obviously but at the end of the day technology is very much biological like we are so perhaps You know, you go down the road of technology and it ends up that, you know, there's a blend. There's like a blend of natural bodies still, but there's also people that are very much integrated with technology. And, but they're still the same as you. They still have a soul, still have a spirit. They're still connected to the earth. They're cyborgs. Yeah. Yeah. Cyborgs, essentially. I don't like that. (laughs) I think that's a a real possibility as well. I think that is
1: very scary. What if our kid is like, okay, mom and dad, I'm becoming a cyborg? (laughs)
0: Well, if it makes sense and there's a bunch of other <laughs> cyborgs. makes them then, happy. <laughs> sure, son. What do you want to do? That is
1: so scary to think about.
0: I bionic eyes. Okay. You could
1: very well want that. Like everyone in my class has it. Oh, my God, I hate the future. I love it. Hate it at the same time. Very, very scary. Gives me anxiety. Very scary. But it could be really cool at the same time. I yeah. Mean, yeah. We, it, you never know. People are always afraid of technology before we fully understand it. Like, people were afraid of microwaves when they first came out. And I guess there was more reason to be afraid of microwaves. But I mean, f- for all time, people have been afraid of computers and um, cars when they first came out, electric cars. Yeah. There's it's always true. been like, oh, but this could happen. And there's but, always cons to everything. True. Right? I and, don't
0: know. And plus, yeah, well, and then there's the pros. Like, we could save our planet with technology. We could literally save our place we call mm-hmm. home if we continue down the technology path. That is true. Then we can solve cure a lot of diseases. I mean, there's a lot of things that could be very, very helpful with yeah. the futuristic technology. Mm-hmm. So I think it's worth going down that road. I think we just have to tread very lightly and make sure nobody runs away and go gets crazy with it because we got to shut that down yeah. <laughs> before it gets really bad, and, which
2: I feel like is inevitable because everyone uses everything yeah like, it's for evil. Happen. like someone is out there using something for evil at all times, you know
0: yep. like an, yeah.
1: you can't if there's a way to they right. both do it right, yeah.
0: So it's going to be a, an interesting future. Let's just put it that way. It's already yeah. been an interesting year, so yeah. buckle up. <laughs> so the next story we've got for you is definitely a more serious one. Um, there was an article that came out this past week talking about how the U.S. Marshals, uh, the U.S. Marshals Service, just found 39 missing children in Georgia over t- a two-week mission that they did called Operation Not Forgotten. So, the operation led to the rescue of 26 children and the safe location of 13 others. And during the press release, they discussed how the missing kids were considered to be some of the most at risk and challenging recovery cases in that area. They said that 13 children who were located were at the request of law enforcement to ensure their well being, and they were able to confirm each child's location in person and ensure their safety and welfare. So, that's great there. But nine criminal associates ended up being arrested as a result of this operation. Uh, they cleared 26 arrest warrants.
1: Oh, and what's so sick is there's so many more out there. I mean, there's like tons of places that have a bunch of kids in them. Like yeah. buildings that are filled with kids. All, I mean, all and over. People,
0: just people. I mean, yeah. there's human mm-hmm. trafficking in addition to uh, child sex trafficking. I mean, yeah. there's human trafficking happening all over the country right now. Like where just people are illegally being held. And trafficked for for money and whatever dingy houses and they have
1: to do enough of an investigation to know that they're in there and be able to. I mean, there's a
0: serious investigation, which is why we're hearing about the U.S. Marshal Service. I mean, they're clearly that's what they do is they track down these people that are wanted and these rings and things like that but I don't think so, that we hear about this far enough. Like,
1: no. And this wasn't on mainstream media. Really? No. I, Why wouldn't this be a headline news story? Seriously? I don't I, understand. It, it it's really so doesn't make sense. Fucking weird.
0: But the U S Marshall service actually last year helped recover 295 missing children. And they've contributed to the recovery of a missing child in 75% of cases.
1: I wonder if they released the names for those kids yet. No, I don't
0: think so. No, no,
1: huh. I'm curious.
0: But 26 children?
1: That is so many. That makes me sick to my stomach thinking about what those kids were probably going through every day. Just terrifying that this exists, that this kind of evil actually exists.
0: Yeah. So the charges that they actually filed uh, against these individuals were related to sex trafficking, parental kidnapping, registered sex offender violations, drugs and weapons possession, and custodial interference. So. Very, very serious stuff. I mean, clearly they're running a a serious ring Mm -hmm. and out of Georgia. Just, you know, it could be in your neighborhood. You wouldn't even know. It's Mm -hmm. just, it's really scary, honestly, to think about how many people that are missing end up in in rings like this. Like, Mm -hmm. it's a really scary, dark reality that I don't think the public really knows about.
1: No, I don't think the average person understands human trafficking, just how big it is. Or how much it happens in the United States. I think a lot of people hear about it and they're like, oh, that happens in other countries. Or you hear about it happening a lot um, on like cruise lines in like the islands. Um, so I think a lot of people don't realize how much is happening right here, though. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. It literally could be. It would blow your mind. Your neighbor for all you know. I yeah. mean, it's crazy.
1: Yeah, it is.
0: So I'm, I'm glad that there's at least, you know, one of our government agencies that were helping fund is actually doing some good work out there. So yeah. kudos to the U S Marshall service for sure. Definitely. All right, let's talk about probably the smartest man to ever live in modern history, Nikola Tesla. So we already kind of gave you a little bit of a brief overview there at the beginning about Nikola Tesla, but he basically was an inventor, a scientist, a visionary, uh, uh honestly, might've even been psychic, uh, I believe. And he, over the course of his life, he was issued 300 different patents, and he had over 700 inventions that he did. Like, he was just an inventing machine. Like, he was. And a lot of people kind of look at him as a mad scientist in a way. Like, he just, mm-hmm. he really dedicated his entire life, his whole being, to be creating things.
1: Yeah, he was, like, married to his work.
0: Absolutely. I mean, so much so he never even got married himself. Oh, yeah, he lived his life celibate.
1: Dedicated like, to the so, cause.
0: Yeah. And a lot of people, there's, I, I saw something about Lady Gaga being celibate. I don't know if it's true or not, but. Celibate. Somebody said, I think there's a quote where she talked about being celibate because it helps preserve your creativity. If you're like a creative genius, which obviously she is, like a Can lot of people. Can you
2: verify pe- that, Janelle? That's really interesting. People look d- that up.
0: People, ble- yeah, It was I read about it in an article, which. Interesting. Yeah, which ca- would kind of make sense for Gaga, I feel like.
2: How the fuck do you yeah.
3: sell celibacy?
0: I, I know, right? That's, that's hard to, to see. look it up.
2: Back in 2011, she announced her celibacy. I wonder if she still is. I'm single right now and I've chosen to be single because I don't have time to get to know anybody. So it's okay to not have sex. It's okay to get to know people. Maybe,
1: hmm. maybe it's I changed. It's, I don't know if she's still doing that. Interesting in, though. It's just a, it's years. kind of
0: a, a thing that's out there that if you're a creative genius, you sort of block out everything else. And, and one of those things is finding a partner for sex. And that's a big part of all of our lives that, we, you know, who, whoever participates in that. So for a creative genius, it's easier to block that out, stay laser focused on what you're doing, what you're creating. And that was Nikola Tesla. Mm. Never got married, never had a partner. Ultimately, though, a lot of the ideas that he had, a lot of the inventions that he made, really account for almost like 80% of the modern technology that exists today. I mean, some of the technologies that he created were absolutely groundbreaking. Mm -hmm. Radio, x-rays, he helped invent um, the alternating current, electricity, all that. What's clear to me about Nikola Tesla, and I think a lot of people would agree with this, is that he was absolutely an enlightened individual. He was absolutely tapped into something higher than himself. I mean, to be able to come up with all this stuff how do you do it you know where does the thought come from so a lot of people believe that and i think he even believed is he was tapped into universal consciousness or even tapping into the akashic records or maybe he just figured out how to become synchronized with the universe where he was actually just channeling information that would help humanity move forward
1: or i mean yeah that's possible or he was just really smart and Ideas that's boring, though. Him. I don't
0: want to just think <laughs> he was really smart. He just had a large noggin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, he may just have been. Well, a I think dude with well, good ideas.
0: Well, by the end of this, I think I'm going to change your mind that he was absolutely an enlightened. I'm not being. saying
1: that's what I believe. I'm oh. just saying <laughs> that's the other side. Sure. I'm playing devil's advocate. Okay, okay? I got gotcha. you.
0: Well, if you're out there and you're doubting that Nikola Tesla was an enlightened, a lot of people being, do.
1: The whole Einstein versus Tesla debate is very heated online.
0: Yeah. Well, first of all, (laughs) it is because Albert Einstein even admitted that Nikola Tesla was the smarter person. Hmm. Yeah. We give all the credit to Albert Einstein being this like genius person that like knew all this stuff.
1: No, it's true. Theory of relativity,
0: like Nikola Tesla is like, that's a joke. Your theory of relativity is a joke.
1: But Einstein made the moolah. And that's what we care about as a society. Yeah, and that's Who why made he's, the in, our, he's in our the most shit. He yep. was most successful in our eyes.
0: That's why he's in the textbook. Yeah. Not exactly. Nikola. Yeah, it's really sad, honestly, because I feel like more people need to know about Nikola Tesla and his work. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly what we're gonna tell you about today. We're gonna go back in time to eighteen fifty-six, which on July tenth, that's when little Nikola Tesla was born. And they say he was born during a lightning storm, which would make a lot of sense. I mean, it's like Harry Potter pretty much, you know.
1: Oh, is, was he born. I didn't know that he was born during the lightning storm.
0: That's how it's in the movie, I think. So, oh, OK, it, it just reminded me of that. So I thought, well, maybe there is something significant about that. It could be. So Nikola Tesla's hometown is actually the small village of Smiljan, which is modern day Croatia and was in the Austrian Empire, I believe, at the time that he was born. And uh, yeah, you can actually still go back there and visit that. And
1: I would love to visit Croatia. Yeah. It looks absolutely beautiful.
0: Well, here's another reason to do it. Let's go see know. where the, the man himself was born. Yeah. So as a child, Nikola Tesla began his education at home. But then in 1861, he attended primary school in Smiljan, where he learned arithmetic, religion, and German. And at an early age, it was very, very clear that he had an absolutely remarkable imagination, creativity off the charts, and he also had some talent as a poet. So that's pretty impressive at uh, such a young age. Um, he ended up moving in 1862 to a nearby city called Gospic, where he finished out his primary school and middle school. He was an excellent student who quickly developed an interest in math, engineering, and science. He was he loved all of those subjects and I mean, look at what he created. So he got to work studying that very, very early. But in 1863, there was an event that I think really had an impact on Nikola Tesla. And that was when he witnessed the death of his older brother, Dane, uh, who died in a horse riding accident. And Nikola Tesla, I believe, caused the accident by spooking the horse. And I think he had a lot of guilt after this event. Like this really really affected him. And I also think this was a turning point spiritually for him. Like, I think this helped, you know, this by witnessing this and playing a part in it, that he wanted to stay connected with his brother in some way, shape or form.
1: Yeah. I think that makes sense.
0: So Tesla ended up attending high school at the higher rail gymnasium in Karlstadt, Croatia. And this particular school had a very progressive physics program, and it was there that he was first introduced to the science of electricity. One of the early signs that Nikola Tesla was special was the fact that he was able to do integral calculus completely in your head.
1: <laughs> I couldn't even dream of that.
0: Have you ever like sat down and looked at? It? I, I never took calculus, so neither. Um, did you ever? Have you ever seen somebody do calculus though? It's, yeah, it's I have. very very interesting because it makes no sense to you the <laughs> average person you're like what are you even doing what what are those symbols like i mean it's like a language pretty much
1: yeah a lot of people do take it in like high school though
0: yeah right isn't that yeah a lot of, of people common? take i mean I some people, really but... smart people take it like way earlier but most people take it in high school
2: is calculus like cosine no yeah. cosine? that's no okay great it's, no that's it's, trigonometry it's, what that's trig that's trig yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, never ask me that. You never yet. did trig. No, I did. I just don't remember which. Cosine which, and I don't know which is which. I literally <laughs> don't know which is
0: which. <laughs> calculus is like derivatives and shit like that. Like like finding X? equations. No, that's algebra. It's no, really it's
1: calculating.
0: Yeah, it's really. I mean, we probably sound like <laughs> It's All math asses. is calculated. Somebody who's Listen, done calculus. None
1: like, of us are good at math in this room. <laughs> so. No,
0: honestly, I excel in science. I actually scored really, really high in science, but I suck at math. Like. That, that prohibited me from going into a scientific career, I feel like, is because I took physics in high school, and I did pretty well, but the the math portion of it I just failed at. Like, I was terrible, but I could understand the concepts. I could, you know, chemistry was what I was really good. I was really good at chemistry. Anyway, this isn't about me. This is about Tesla. <laughs> so, so now you know I'm good at chemistry, bad at math. <laughs> so this is a thought that I... I heard about that I found really interesting is that mathematics is literally the language of the universe. Like no matter where you go in the universe, math is always going to stay the same. One plus two is always going to equal three, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Nothing's going to change about that. It's a universal language. Yeah. So the fact that Nikola Tesla was so into mathematics and calculus, I feel like kind of puts you closer to being able to connect into, you know, the universal consciousness stream or, or the Akashic records or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, I think definitely being good at math helps with that for sure.
1: That's an interesting thought. I didn't even connect this.
0: Yeah. Two things. So that could be a reason for why he was so connected is because his math skills were so good. Mm. And maybe that's why a lot of us fail with connecting to, to that part of, you know, creativity and consciousness is because we are not able to understand mathematics.
1: Yeah. That's a really good point,
0: which we'll talk about this more later, but there's, three numbers, three, six, and nine that are the universal numbers. And this is a concept that Tesla really, really believed in. So we'll talk about that later. But Nikola Tesla was just absolutely smart. So much so teachers were suspicious of him and thought he was cheating, oftentimes on his schoolwork because Mm -hmm. he was just able to do it all in his head. They're like, how'd you do that, man?
1: Isn't that so funny? He was like way too smart for school.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, and he had a photographic memory. And if you're somebody that has photographic memory, I'm very jealous of you because... You're able to recall entire books, even images, Mm -hmm. like it's a, you know, like a file cabinet. You can go right to that image, pull it out, and boom, it's there in your head. I can't
1: imagine that. That would be so extremely useful. I've heard you can teach yourself how to have a photographic memory.
0: This is really interesting and funny at the same time, but my grandfather, Carl.
1: Oh, Carl's a legend. taught
0: himself to have a photographic memory, and he always wanted to teach me throughout my life. I never did it because I was like. You
1: should have done it. I know. Well, well, that's
0: how he's able to read all those it. books. That's how people fly through books is that oh. they just look at the page and they grab the information completely and they can just like go through it way faster than us leading, reading word for word through it.
1: That's incredible.
0: So that that makes sense why he has so many books is that he can go through them so quickly. Although I'd like to give him a comprehension test on a lot of that and see if he still remembers some of these books that he I'll read.
1: Well, give him a break. He's super old now.
0: Yeah. But I just thought, I just made that connection in my head. I was like, oh yeah, he had a photographic, or he has a photographic memory, so so did Tesla.
2: Your grandpa's Tesla. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. So with a photographic memory and remarkable imagination, Nikola Tesla was able to create these visions both while he was awake and while he was asleep. He did suffer from vivid nightmares and sort of, I don't know what you call it, like futuristic visions of things, which this makes me think that Nikola Tesla was psychic because, you know, he was having visions and probably lucid dreams as well yeah. from a very young age.
1: I've heard of a lot of people having things come to them in their dreams, like really good ideas. Yeah. You know, Talk about good ideas. Yeah. Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Oh.
0: His, uh, if you've ever seen the movie Inception, the idea for Inception actually came from a lucid dream he had. The whole premise of that story, Christopher Nolan had a lucid dream about.
1: I can see how that would make you write that movie. Yeah. God, fantastic movie. It was just the 10-year anniversary. We just went and saw it, actually. It's so good. You should rewatch it. Yeah, if if you're interested at all
0: in lucid dreaming or just like dreaming in general, it's a great, great film. It's
1: fantastic.
0: So one of the great visions that Tesla had when he was younger was he saw a steel engraving of Niagara Falls. And after he saw this, he started working in his head over the following years about how he could use that to create electricity.
1: Yeah, actually use Niagara
0: Falls. Right, which seems like such a no-brainer. Like, that's a huge waterfall. The amount of energy you could generate with that Mm -hmm. is enormous. So why wouldn't you do that? And Tesla's like, all right, I got it. I'm going to start working on that. So Tesla ended up graduating from high school after only three years. He finished that shit early, as we would all expect. And he was passionate about mathematics and scientists and wanted to become an engineer. But his father had other plans for him and wanted him to follow his footsteps by entering the priesthood. Which is very interesting that he could have gone that route and how the world would have been different Mm -hmm. is really crazy to think about. Mm -hmm. But another thing that Tesla went through uh, pretty early on was that in 1873, he ended up becoming very ill with cholera, which was really nasty back then. What's cholera? So cholera is a bacterial disease. It's extremely rare to have today, but it causes severe diarrhea and dehydration.
1: Oh, hell no.
0: And it usually spreads through water. And it's fatal if it's not treated right away. You can go into shock and seizures uh, in very severe cases. So he was dealing, he almost died a number of times. And the fact that he was able to survive through all that is, yeah. is pretty incredible.
1: And he lived most of his life like a lonely person. Like He didn't have many friends and family or no people in his life. So he probably went through all that alone for the most part.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He was tough, man.
0: He was. And what's interesting is there's a story of him at a young age where he is with, he did have a couple friends growing up and they were like on top of the snowy mountain. And one of them, I think, threw a rock or something and it triggered a small avalanche. And I guess was this was kind of when the light bulb went off in his head. Like, this is super interesting, this cause and effect relationship and chain reactions. Like if I do this, then something bigger can come out of it. And it was it was early on in his life and this really like got the, the mind thinking like, whoa, what are all these other things that could be like that uh, for me to discover? Yeah, the cholera that Tesla had ended up making him bedridden for nearly nine months, uh, which is a long time. That
1: is a really long time.
0: And again, almost dying multiple times. Yeah.
1: You don't even have like TV back then. You're just sitting there.
0: So he told his dad, he's like, hey, if I, you know, make it out of this alive, I I really want to be an engineer. And finally, his father said, "Okay, Tesla, I'll let you be an engineer. And after that, he miraculously got better. Like, it's almost like there was something more at play there. And he was able to follow his dream and what he was obviously meant to do is create as opposed to becoming a priest. So then in September of 1875, Nikola Tesla attended the renowned Austrian Polytechnic School at Graz University to study engineering, and then later on he studied philosophy at the University of Prague. His engineering studies started in mechanical and electrical engineering, where he achieved the highest grades possible to earn. He learned to speak eight different languages and was declared a star student of the first rank by the university's dean. Nikola Tesla would work from 3 a.m., to 11 p.m. daily. And because of this, his professors ended up writing a letter to his dad to let him know, like, hey, your son is obsessed with his work, and this could literally kill him if it's he like super keeps this unhealthy. up. So, one of the things that people uh, talk about is with Tesla is the fact that he had OCD. He clearly yes, had he a did. compulsive disorder because he was so like everything had to be exactly the way he wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. And he was so laser focused on the things that he cared about, which is that so he pushes hard everything out
1: mentally to have something like that. I mean, it can become extremely unhealthy very quick.
0: Mm-hmm. And there's some that debate whether or not he was on the spectrum uh, of of some sense. Like mm-hmm. there may have been something going on there too.
1: Well, oftentimes they're very smart, so that wouldn't surprise me. Sometimes they're kind of genius level.
0: Yeah. So that's pretty interesting. One of Tesla's professors actually showed him a new Grom Dynamo, which is like a very primitive-looking generator uh, that employed direct current and could be used as both a motor and a generator, actually. So Nikola suggested that it might be possible to eliminate a set of inefficient sparking connections known as commentators. And for the next several years, this challenge obsessed Nikola Tesla and his imagination, and he started working on a solution To do with electric currents, and that basically led him to create alternating current. But unfortunately, things took a turn for the worse because at the end of his second year of college, he ended up losing his scholarship and became addicted to gambling. And by his third year of school, he had gambled away his entire allowance and tuition money. But luckily, he was able to gamble back his losses, in which he then returned the money he had initially lost to his family. But the damage to his studies and schoolwork had already been done. And because of this, he never graduated from university and did not receive any grades from his last semester. Nikola Tesla never graduated.
1: Isn't that so interesting? And not only that, he was so ashamed that he didn't graduate that he actually cut all ties with his family to hide it from them. Yeah. He was was so embarrassed. So in 1980, he moved to Budapest where he worked at the Central Telephone Exchange as an electrical engineer. In 1882, while on a walk, Tesla came up with an idea for AC, an alternating current motor. And he made the first sketches of its rotating electromagnets in the sand of the path.
0: Which that right there tells me that it, it, it just comes out of nowhere. And he, you know, it's something that he has to act on immediately. Mm-hmm. Like it just pops into his head and he's like, oh shit, I need to like draw this out right now and actually see what I'm thinking about. But isn't
1: that how ideas happen for everybody? That's how ideas come to me.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the thing is I think, but how often do they come to you? You know, how often do creative ideas like that come to your head?
1: Well, all the time. But some people might think my ideas suck. (laughs) (laughs) But I come up with ideas all the time. (laughs) Yeah, it's not close. Things for my own life, ideas for my channel, ideas for this show or for whatever, for the sesh. Right.
0: So I guess if you're one of those people that think he was just a smart individual and just like any of us, then there you go. There's your... Your explanation right there is that a thought just popped into his head, but where did that thought come from? Where did this idea for the AC motor? I think originate from his from?
1: consciousness.
0: Which is what and connected to what?
1: Well, that's the thing. Not everyone believes consciousness taps in, you know, to a spiritual realm.
0: So where does the actual idea of this motor come from?
1: I don't know. Where does any idea come <laughs> from? Where did the idea for this type of water bottle come from? From or- a different type of water bottle. Yeah. Okay. So someone at some point had the idea to put water in a bottle and but, make it a water bottle.
0: But maybe something is implanting these thoughts into our heads, into our consciousness.
1: Well, that's a personal belief. Is there actual evidence for that? I personally do believe that. Again, just playing devil devil's advocate here. Um, I know a lot of people aren't, you know, don't think like sure. that or don't have spiritual beliefs like that. So Sure.
0: So maybe you know, it just popped in his head.
1: there's other explanations for things.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I just thought it was interesting that he stopped his walk to like draw it out in the sand.
1: Yeah. But I think that's sometimes when things will come to you and don't you feel in nature that sometimes ideas come to you or that you have clarity Like while you're walking.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Especially the, um, if you're just taking a walk, the, the brain actually does really well when you take steps right, left, right, left. That's like connecting the two sides of your brain. Maybe an idea came up from there. There you go.
0: Yeah, that's very true. There's an
1: actual science behind that. I'm just making that up.
0: So after he had this aha moment in Budapest, Tesla ended up getting hired by an electrical power companies in both Strasbourg and Paris. And he was there to help them improve upon their DC current generation facilities. And during this time, Tesla attempted to gain investor interest in this concept for the AC motor, but had no success because yeah, they did not want to change from DC to AC and Mm -hmm. Uh, why would they do that if they already had infrastructure for that? So uh, it was definitely difficult to get somebody to back him. Mm-hmm. But it became clear to him that in order for his idea to become a reality, he would have to meet the greatest electrical engineer in the world, Thomas Edison. Ooh,
1: the villain of the hour.
0: Because many people consider Thomas Edison as the father of the light bulb, but this isn't exactly true. Edison figured out how to sell the light bulb By improving on ideas of 22 other men before him. So that's the thing is he had the money Mm -hmm. and the know-how to sell it to people. And that's why you get credit for it. And he
1: has the business mindset too.
0: Yeah. Well, he ended up founding General Electric, which is still around today. And in 1884, Tesla actually migrated to the United States and started living in New York, where he eventually got hired as an engineer at Thomas Edison's Manhattan headquarters. And obviously... Tesla was very impressive, started really wowing everybody um, at General Electric, especially Thomas Edison himself. So a year later, Edison ended up telling Tesla, hey, can you redesign these DC motors and generators, which at the time were very inefficient as far as energy consumption goes. And they had a tendency to like just spark up and cause fires and break down. They weren't very reliable, uh, I was definitely not a very reliable source. Dangerous. So he's like, Tesla, you're a genius. Fix it for me. Mm-hmm. And so Edison ended up actually paying Nikola Tesla approximately $50,000 for him to do this.
1: Well, he offered it to him. Yeah. But he never actually gave it to him.
0: That's right. Scammer. <laughs> yeah, he
1: scammed him. He actually said he, it was a joke. He like made fun of him.
0: Which is correct. Which is like...
1: He said, I was just making a joke about that, and you don't understand English very well. And that's why. Totally took advantage of him then. uh, Yeah. I mean, they didn't have like a contract or anything. Well, yeah. I mean, he just
0: immigrated over here, so I'm sure he didn't have a lot of anything. So.
1: He trusted him.
0: Yeah. So Thomas Edison is a bully. So after he had completed the work, made the technology better. He didn't get the millions of dollars he was promised and said he got a $10 an hour raise. And Tesla knew that he had been screwed over by Thomas Edison, so he decided to leave his company right then and there. He was like, well, like, screw you. Like, what the hell?
1: And I think he also realized that their vision for the future didn't align and their values didn't align, and he was like, I don't want to work with this guy.
0: Right. Well, he knew that Thomas Edison was in it for money. I mean, Mm -hmm. they knew that electricity was going to be the next big thing to you know, make a lot of companies a lot of money, and uh, also it was going to become a required resource. So, you know, to have control over that and profit off of it was something that Nikola Tesla did not want to do. Uh, He was not interested in trying to get really rich off of the technology. So after he was cheated by Edison, Tesla decided to put his energy into joining the electric revolution in the form of research of alternating current, or AC, And while he searched for financial backers to support his vision of an AC-powered world, Tesla was digging ditches for $2 a day. $2 a day. Yeah, which would be like $50 a day. To dig all day. Yeah. He did whatever he had to do to survive and work on AC. But in 1887, Tesla finally invented the first induction motor, which made AC power transmission an economic necessity. And it quickly became the preeminent power system of the 20th century and has even remained the worldwide standard ever since. And yet, we look at, you know, most of us look at Edison. In 1887 and 1888, Tesla was granted more than 30 patents for his inventions. And in that same year, he also agreed to a partnership with George Westinghouse. And those two together worked on actually licensing everything about the AC motor. Because the alternating current was far superior to Edison's direct current system, which, as we talked about, created dangerous sparks. It was very dangerous. It couldn't travel as far. It required a power plant uh, far closer in between different generators. It just wasn't the most efficient way to go about providing electricity. Just shitty. Yeah, much. it was just shitty. Yeah, just shitty. Whereas Tesla's AC system used thinner wires, had higher voltage capabilities, as well as being able to transmit electricity over very long distances. So there was this huge competition between them. Yeah, like Tesla rivalry. versus Edison, yeah.
1: And so Edison knew that his was just, you know, inferior to Tesla's. And he, you know, didn't want people to know that, though, even though he had right. kind of accepted it deep down. So he was like, how can I make his look dangerous and scary to people. Yeah. So he went to some pretty extreme lengths to do that. So Edison ended up paying a group of schoolboys 25 cents each to steal animals from families.
3: Yeah. People's pets.
1: Yeah. All of a sudden they just started disappearing around neighborhoods, dogs and cats. Um, and he also used an elephant. Did you know that at one point? Yeah. At the
0: world fair, he did a demonstration Mm -hmm. where he literally electrocuted uh, an elephant.
1: Yeah, um, so he'd bring them out and publicly electrocute them with Teslas' AC current. Yep, to scare the people into thinking that it was something dangerous when he was using it how it wouldn't be used at all. Right? So how ruthless is this fucking guy?
0: He he really wanted to do everything he could to stop Teslas technology from being used imagine if someone did
1: that now like brought out and did public executions of an animal oh my god yeah
0: that'd be the end of that company oh
1: yeah oh yeah (laughs) the end of that person they'd go to jail yeah i mean i hope i think so yeah
0: how how was edison even able to i guess maybe they never were able to trace it back to him that he was the one who actually did it i don't know or they just didn't
1: care back then yeah he got away with it because he had money Mm -hmm. um but yeah so he was a pretty savage fucking guy Also, he was part of the creation of the electric chair, and he made sure that the AC current was used in the electric chair.
0: Yeah, I mean, anything to scare people.
1: And so Nikola Tesla responded to Edison's claims that AC was dangerous at the World Fair by shooting electric AC current through his own body to produce light, which proved that Edison's claims were false.
0: Right. Obviously, if you crank it up to (laughs) the highest voltage, anybody's going to get electrocuted. He let
1: light come out of his body? Yeah. I I don't know. Did that for sure happen? Can you really do that? Yeah, that's so scary to well, think yeah, you about. Can
0: like, make it glow. It's not like
1: I've never seen anyone <laughs> do that. How could <laughs> yeah, David Blaine or someone hasn't done that? Then I'm
0: pretty sure he has actually. Oh, he has. Yeah, I think there is Maybe people that has. have actually sent electric current. If you look it up on YouTube, people definitely send oh, electric currents through their body. That's scary. There's a way to do it. Absolutely.
1: Well, it was fine. Tesla was fine, and yeah, it's not at the this... fair. Thought it was <laughs> it's like, whoa, quite a show, <laughs> <laughs> quite a
0: show. <laughs> Why isn't the man dead? He's glowing, <laughs> very cool. Yeah, And people were blown away. They're like, holy shit, this is actually really cool. This is gonna change the world,
1: mm-hmm. and it's safe, clearly.
0: Yeah, but the AC motor was just the beginning for Tesla's inventions. In 1891, he invented the Tesla coil. He always dreamed of a way to supply power to the world without stringing wires across the globe, because yeah, that'd be very difficult to do. So he came very close to this with the creation of the Tesla coil. So this was the first system that could wirelessly transmit electricity, and this was absolutely, truly revolutionary. Early radio antennas and telegraphy use the invention, but variations of the quill can also do things that are just plain cool, like shoot lightning bolts, send electric currents through the body, and create electron winds. So that's what he essentially used at the World Fair was his Tesla coil to send electricity through his body. And yeah, there's there's tons of colleges and uh, physics departments that still make their own Tesla coils today. So before he developed the coil. Conventional iron core transformers were used to power things like lighting systems and telephone circuits, and these conventional transformers can't withstand the high frequency and high voltage that the looser coils in Tesla's invention can tolerate. So the concept behind the Tesla coil is actually fairly simple, and it makes use of electromagnetic force and resonance. And basically, he would build it even out of something as simple as copper wire and glass bottles, Uh, And it could produce a quarter of a million volts. Wow. So this is extremely powerful technology. And if it was developed more, we could be in a society where everybody has wireless free electricity because it's literally just tapping into the electromagnetic field uh, using resonance and frequencies.
1: I heard Neil deGrasse Tyson talking about this on Joe Rogan, actually. Oh, and God. he was saying that there's no way it could even. Oh yeah, he was dissing on Tesla hard.
0: Oh yeah, because he thinks he's Tesla.
1: <laughs> what?
0: No, he thinks he's like the caliber of Tesla. He thinks he's like oh, so smart. He's a smart, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, he yeah. thinks he knows everything.
1: I know. Yeah, we have. I know people have very mixed opinions on him. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he was he was saying that this could not exist today, and that people are always like, he's like all the conspiracy people like say that this is some hidden thing, but we could not have this today according to him. Like he said that um, we would, you know, that we would get in the way of the currents. Yeah. Can, we, like right. Objects and it wouldn't work the way.
0: To get the actual voltage yeah. that you would need to power our lives today. You, yeah. would, you would have to imagine the, the level of current that'd be traveling through the air. And we yeah. couldn't like exist and live the way that we do right now. No. But he's not taking into account. Yeah. You couldn't use that technology in the same sense that our society is today. Mm-hmm. But what conspiracy people say as according to him <laughs> is that if that we think. had this knowledge from Tesla, we had all of his other works as well. Our civilization would be far more advanced. So mm-hmm. we would be probably able to either wear something or even develop our bodies to be able to withstand if it was further developed right that's what i'm saying and he's he's just looking at it like if it if we just plopped a tesla coil down in the middle of of park avenue what would happen that's such a good point it would kill everybody Mm -hmm. but in you know a different sense it could absolutely exist
1: every year compliance regulations change thousands of times and every year adp makes thousands of seamless platform updates so businesses can focus on everything else like running their business Grow stronger with ADP. HR, talent, time, and payroll.
0: So Tesla and Westinghouse actually brought the Tesla coil to the 1891 World's Columbian Exposition in Chicago where they unveiled it and did a demonstration for people. And people were like, whoa, that's really cool. And then only a year later, he invented the radio, which a lot of people believe that it was actually another individual um, Marconi. I'm not even gonna try to pronounce his first name uh, as the inventor of the radio, but the actual initial work was done by Tesla and he based it upon that. But it seems like he doesn't really get credit for inventing radio, which is huge and still in use today. This is really cool though. A year later, he invented the earthquake machine. He created a little pocket-sized machine that when placed on a building in Wall Street and set to the building's natural frequency, it made the structure wobble so much that the steel workers came down in a panic, believing there must have been an earthquake. <laughs> and using the <laughs> same the device, he could drop yeah. the Brooklyn Bridge in less than one hour.
1: Oh, so it could actually do demolition. Yeah. Wow. That's scary.
0: Like you could that's tune cool, it into though. the actual frequency and it could vibrate. And Do like, they use that now? No.
1: No? Why?
0: No. Well, this is one of those inventions that's like what happened to it. Huh. He also... Learned how to create artificial tidal waves too. Oh, wow. Wait, like when you think about this stuff, you're like, wow, that's like really impressive for 1890 something. Like this is yeah. what he was doing.
1: And so many different things. Like he was interested in everything. And right. Things, like so much going on in his mind.
0: Yeah. Well, and he kept going back to that. It's like all about vibration, frequency, resonance. Like he, and I mean, he's credited with discovering the earth had this electromagnetic resonance itself. So I think, you know, and that's where a lot of people that are, you know, more mystical like to think he was. It, this. a lot of this is spiritual connection that he's pulling this information from. Mm. In addition to that pocket-sized earthquake machine in 1893, he also created the neon lamp. So maybe he is uh, responsible for bringing us this beautiful sign that. Or we maybe have, the uh, the neon
1: the lava lamp. Nope.
0: <laughs> Well, I don't think that's neon. Oh, yeah. yeah, Different. The the neon stuff going back here. This is a real neon sign we have. Oh, gotcha. The actual technology behind it. This is a neon lamp, essentially.
1: Thanks, Tesla.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Tesla. But then in 1895, that vision that he had as a child of building a hydroelectric plant at Niagara Falls came to fruition. He actually helped design the very first hydroelectric plant that was powerful enough to actually light the entire city of Niagara falls. That is so cool. This is one of those things that I'm like, why don't we have, I feel like we don't have more hydroelectric plants.
1: I know like most
0: countries around the world use yes. hydro energy.
1: Oh, we were just watching a show on that. Yeah. It's interesting. Iceland. Yeah. Iceland. Yeah. So in. many waterfalls. There. Yeah.
0: Uh, geothermal. Sorry. That's geothermal. So a little bit different. Oh, okay. They use okay. geothermal, but I think they do use hydroelectric uh, in that one waterfall that they have. They actually capture the energy from it. Okay. So why yeah? Why aren't we utilizing every natural renewable energy resource on the planet? Mm-hmm. It's really mind blowing to think that we still aren't tapping into that because we love our oil, we love our coal. I know.
1: Yeah, there's forces that be that want it yep. a certain way. Yep. Yeah, it's disappointing.
0: After the hydroelectric plant, Nikola Tesla ended up inventing the technology behind X rays. He also invented remote control which all of this stuff is still used today. And it's it's crazy that it all came from Nikola Tesla's head, essentially. But an interesting thing happened in 1899. Nikola Tesla actually moved to Colorado Springs, just uh, uh, not too far away from us, actually.
1: Beautiful area.
0: Where he started to build a Tesla experimental station, uh, which was also going to be his laboratory. And it was going to be used for the study of high-voltage, high-frequency electricity and wireless Power transmission he only used it for one year before he had to tear it down in 1904 to help pay for his outstanding debts
1: I was gonna say like how do you build that whole thing
0: yeah yeah I know right It clearly was like spread thin but what's interesting is that in 1899 while he was working in his laboratory he claims to have received some sort of extraterrestrial radio signals Tesla said he heard strange rhythmic sounds on his radio receiver And he believed that the signals he was picking up were coming from Mars. That's so cool. Isn't that cool?
1: So that definitely gives the theory that he is connected to otherworldly beings or other dimensions or spirits, whatever you want to call it. Right. That kind of makes you think.
0: Which, I mean, some people say that this could have just been completely ordinary, you know, like fast radio bursts that astronomers pick up every day now. Yeah, that's true. Maybe it was just like an... Could have been something like that, that mm-hmm. happened that he happened to catch. Uh, but it is interesting that many people do believe that it was absolutely extraterrestrial. And, you know, he thought maybe there is a chance of communicating with, you know, other intelligent life out there. Yeah. I mean, I think he certainly, certainly believed that he may have gotten a message from some other higher intelligent beings on Mars or, or somewhere else in space. But then in 1901, Tesla began building his famous Wardenclyffe Tower, also known as the Tesla Tower, which was actually funded by J.P. Morgan. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> which is a absolutely rich banking family. Uh, obviously, it had a ton of money. But soon after construction began, it became clear that Tesla was going to run out of money. The Wardenclyffe Tower became a 186-foot relic, which resulted in defeat for Tesla and ultimately led to his downfall. This was one of his most ambitious projects, and even though it was a failure at the time, it has now become a Tesla legend. Essentially, it was intended to be used for delivering free energy to the world by using the Earth's ionosphere as part of the transmission device. It's interesting to me, though, that J.P. Morgan actually backed this, and I wonder why he didn't... Continue to fund this project. And I, I wonder is if it's because he got tied up into the oil industry, the, you know, coal and oil. Oh, yeah. He was tied Good in point. with other families, very rich families that were involved in that. And they probably came to him and said, stop funding That's Tesla's work happened. because he's yeah. going to put us out of business mm. And we're going to all lose, stand to lose a ton of money if we offer free electricity to everybody. Yeah,
1: we can't do that.
0: Yeah, we got to charge people for this.
1: Imagine if the world had free electricity. Right, just that idea wow. in itself. That would free. revolutionize everything. That Across would change the globe. so many lives. It could bring so many more people up to a higher level of living. Right.
0: right. So many people would be immediately pulled out of poverty by just having. Free well, electricity maybe. to, to use.
1: It would make a big difference. Maybe it not would completely eliminate poverty, but it would be a huge, huge difference, a very yeah.
0: different world. I mean, imagine all the places on the planet still that have no electricity. It yeah. would probably shock you if mm-hmm. you knew all the places that they're still doing it by candlelight. You know, yeah. it's very real. But a lot of people think that this Tesla Tower, the Wardenclyffe Tower was basically the idea for smartphone technology and it kind of like Mm -hmm. smartphone technology branched off of that or mobile devices. Cause that's, it's kind of the same way. Like your mobile device is tapping into like a, a field uh, of radio frequencies and signals. So it's kind of the same idea.
1: So by 1912, Tesla had become really withdrawn from the world. I mean, he showed signs of his obsessive compulsive disorder, and he was also, like we said, potentially a high functioning autistic person, and he was having trouble just with everything in life. So he was kind of hiding out, and um, also started to kind of struggle
0: mentally a little yeah. bit. I, I think for being alone for so long yeah. and kind of being disconnected from the rest of society in the world, I think can definitely, you know, and as you age make you more withdrawn and just, you know, I I don't want to say crazy, but just like you start to, you know, kind of get in your head a little bit. And I think that's kind of where Tesla ended up somewhat.
1: Yeah. I mean, he was really, really lonely and so much so that he was communicating with the pigeons in the city. He spent his final years living in the New Yorker hotel and yeah, he loved pigeons so much so that he actually became fixated on this one specific white female pigeon that he claimed to love. And just the way that a human lo- a human being would love another person.
0: Which I, I kind of believe that, honestly. I mean, if you never have that with another human being, then I could definitely see somebody trying to, you know, fulfill that with even, you know, yeah. like a, an animal or a pigeon like that. Yeah, obviously to yeah, an extent. Yeah, 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 like yeah, we're an not extent. talking bestiality Right, here, right, but, right, right. I'm not saying uh, But like a, a relationship, you know, like a yeah. mutual, like friendly relationship where you, you know, you go and you talk to them, and you feel like they're, I guess, talking back to you. Yeah,
1: so it's cute. He loved his little pigeon. I wonder what her name was. I don't, I don't know if we know that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but the pigeon ended up dying in Tesla's arms at one point, and he claimed that in that moment he knew that he had finished his life's work. Um, so the pigeon was a big part of his life at the end,
0: but not before he created probably my favorite invention of Tesla. And that is the Tesla UFO, or I guess not really unidentified, but it's a flying saucer. He created a
1: IFO, IFO flying object. (laughs)
0: Exactly. But not only that, he created the technology that would propel this craft called anti-gravity technology. One of the things that he had a lot of interest in was flight space, obviously, but specifically anti-gravity. And so in 1928, Tesla registered patent number 1,655 and 144 for a flying machine that resembled both a helicopter and an airplane. He had everything figured out in his mind and was putting his design on the paper and he aimed at creating the ultimate flying machine, which would be powered by the energy that is found all around us. And he actually created blueprints for for this propulsion system of this aircraft and he called it space drive or the anti-electromagnetic field propulsion system, which this is, Very, very interesting. This is something a lot of ufologists talk about today. Uh, We've talked about uh, Dr. Stephen Greer. He talks about anti-gravity and what's the actual propulsion system behind these craft, these UFOs that we're seeing. And what it appears is it's some sort of anti-gravity technology where it's able to literally defy gravity and move through space-time at will almost seamlessly. It can pop in and out, and it's not slowed by gravity whatsoever and tesla was literally working on on this. Uh, he was testing this idea and you know what happened to that? Like he was making I mean way back in 1928. Imagine if we had 100 almost 100 years to develop this anti-gravity technology. Mm-hmm. Where would what, we, where would we be, where would we be right
1: now? Well, I can't help but feel like personally that we are purposely being held back by you know some type of group or i mean it's in someone's best interest for us to not move forward yeah absolutely you
0: know? well it's the corporation's interest i mean right. you know and whoever owns the corporations and whoever the families i mean depends on the corporations that. run the world yeah they, they do own, they own politicians they it's it's very much owned by the world whoever
1: has the most money
0: runs the world yeah exactly which jeff bezos <laughs> yeah yeah That's what's crazy is he's also the richest man on the planet. So you wonder how much he's involved with this. One of the things about Nikola Tesla is it never really felt like he got a ton of recognition for his work. Um, But one thing he did get recognized in was Time Magazine, actually. In 1931, he was featured on the cover for his inventions on his 75th birthday. It seemed like definitely towards the end of his life, he started getting a little bit of recognition for things. Mm -hmm. Um, But, I mean, it wasn't anything like... Thomas Edison or some of these other inventors, Albert Einstein, that made um, it into yeah curriculum, it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you got to wonder is like maybe they were following the agenda. Like Albert Einstein yeah. was in on the main agenda. Like, oh, I think he was. Let's go this route. It, like I feel like there was a left and a right turn, and everybody went left, but then Tesla went right. I know, and we all just continued left. And if if only we could go back and take that right turn with Tesla, I, I really know. think the world would be different.
1: I do too, and you know how they always say good always prevails over evil. Well, maybe not. Like we have a good guy here and a bad guy here and the bad guy was more successful, went further, is remembered, is, you know, to most people, the father of electricity and all this stuff. When, you know, the good guy died alone in a hotel room talking to a pigeon. Yeah. It's extremely sad to think about how his life was not I mean, it's, it's just like shows our values, too, as a society.
0: Um, well, it's 100% about money. Mm-hmm. And our whole education system is all centered around make money.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: I mean, that's And the that's how we measure goal. success. Yeah, is like the, whoever makes the most money has the most power. As far as role models, um, I think, you know, it's obviously some of the, the obvious role models. I think Edison was certainly a role model, um, pro- probably one of the biggest role models. Um,
3: Did you study Edison's life? <clears throat>
0: Yeah, I read books about him. Absolutely, um, and, um, and it's an interesting contrast, like Edison versus Tesla. Because interesting, you know, the, the car company is called Tesla, um, and the reason it's called Tesla is because we use an AC induction motor, which is an architecture that Tesla developed. Um, and the guy probably deserves a little more play than he gets in current society. Um, but on balance, I'm a bigger fan of Edison than Tesla, um, because Edison brought his stuff to market and made those inventions accessible to the world. Whereas Tesla did, didn't really do that, right. um, so uh, that's so he'd, he'd certainly be a big one. Um,
1: so even if uh, Tesla was smarter and had the better ideas, was more innovative, was more of a creative genius, you know, Edison made more money. Edison was able to translate it into businesses. dollar size. Yeah, yeah, I mean,
0: at that point, you already got the stock exchange. I mean, there's already a lot of, of components going on federal reserve. There's like all these different things going on already that has taken hold of the the country and the world to take it in that direction. So Tesla was like that annoying fly, you know, that kept coming back and like, Oh, this is a good idea. Yeah. But then they would like swat it away. And then, you know, he would just go back off to his lab where he'd go back and just go mad making these things. And it's almost like they did this to him. I feel like like they kind of forced him to die alone and like not be recognized like he should have been mm-hmm. brought forth to the entire world. He should be like our focal point in our history I books. Know. He should be so many things. Everything should. should be named after him, not yeah. just a car company.
1: I know. I mean, at least we have that and that's become so big and that's brought him back into society in modern society you know like a lot of people didn't know anything about tesla and if you say tesla to them they'll be like oh the the car company yeah you know they don't even know who he is but i think it's kind of reignited his work a little bit uh so credit to elon musk for doing that
0: yeah not Um, naming his car company edison or something oh yeah that would have sucked but one of the last things that nikola tesla was working on before he died was something known as the death ray or death beam and this is very scary technology, honestly, because it was a device I could kill from miles away with electricity. And he called this invention the teleforce. So basically, this invention focused energy along a narrow path, which he claimed made it powerful enough to bring down 10,000 airplanes at one time and kill people instantly. And according to Tesla's invention, would make it possible to create a national energy fence that would destroy any enemy that passed through it. However, he hoped that the applications of this invention could be peaceful and make it impossible for armies to attack another country. Because at that time in the world, you got World War One, World War II. So I think when he was coming up with this technology, if that was truly his intention, he, you know, back then everybody was invading across, you know, on the ground for the most part. Mm-hmm. And so obviously that wouldn't work quite as well today because we attack from the air most of the times. Uh, but maybe it could... Maybe this could even go up into the air uh, quite a ways. So uh, this is one of those technologies that I think most people believe was taken and continued to be researched by the military because this would be a great weapon for anybody to have a death ray. How scary would that be? You could yeah, just like beam terrifying. electricity and like take out a bunch of people at one time.
1: I'm so glad that doesn't exist. That's Seriously. The one that I'm glad was buried.
0: <laughs> Seriously. Ugh. But apparently he got really close to making this uh, actual reality, and he even said in a meeting in 1937 uh, that he had actually built one, uh, but there's no evidence that he actually did. Uh, So that's pretty interesting. But during the period of 1933 and 1943, like Kendall mentioned earlier, Tesla was occupying a suite in rooms 3327 and 3328 at the Hotel New Yorker, and he was living there alone. I mean, he rarely would even have guests over. But in the autumn of 1937, Tesla left the Hotel New Yorker to make his regular commute to the cathedral and library. And while crossing the street, he was hit by a taxicab and thrown to the ground. And this incident severely damaged his back and broke three of his ribs. And he never consulted a doctor about it, so we don't even know the full extent of his injuries after that.
1: Yeah, it could have been a lot
0: worse. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he's, he's pretty old at this point. Yeah. So given his age of 81 at the time, he never fully recovered from this. And I think a lot of people believe this accident really kind of triggered sort of the end yeah, to yeah. come, you know, pretty soon after that happens uh, for a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. Like somebody fall, you know, people fall, Break elderly people fall and stuff. And I think it really affects you psychologically at that point too. Cause you realize like, wow, I'm like, I'm old. Like I'm really like, mm-hmm. you know,
1: fragile,
0: fragile. Yeah. So as a result of this, this would just only keep him in his room more and what's interesting is he ate an exclusively vegetarian diet. Uh, he had meals prepared for him personally by the hotel chef. And this was also when people started noticing that he definitely had signs of obsessive compulsive disorder. He had this strange fixation with the number three, and he would obsessively wash his hands and body after he developed this germophobia. Like he was very much like very weird about germs and stuff like when Hotel staff would come in to clean his room and stuff. you would be like, stay three feet away from me. You would tell them, like, stay three feet away. That's
1: so difficult mentally to deal with. Yeah. So he would do everything three times too, probably? Yeah, I
0: mean, he would. That's very
1: common with OCD to, like, put on deodorant three times, brush your teeth three times. Yeah, they do a
2: lot of rituals Mm because it's the fear of if I don't do that, like, my life will spiral out of control or something terrible will happen, Mm -hmm. so I have to do it. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. That's my routine. That's what I do.
0: He'd walk around the block three times. He'd have three napkins folded at every meal. Uh, There was a lot of things that involved the the number three. But even though he is, you know, as old as he is, he was still working on a new theory called the dynamic theory of gravity, which was essentially going against what uh, Albert Einstein released with the theory of relativity. Um, and the curvature of space. He didn't think there could be a, this curvature of space like Albert Einstein's theory of relativity proved. So he he thought it was like a bunch of hooey pretty much. He was like, Albert <laughs> Einstein doesn't know what he's talking about. Hooey. <laughs> yeah, but yet like Albert Einstein's theory of relativity is like what all of our physics is, is based on now. So very interesting and, and it is pretty crazy. He was working on this at 81 years old.
1: I know. Dude, got to give that guy credit. He deserved so much more. But he didn't care. That's the thing. He no, didn't care about credit. He
0: didn't care. But on January 8th, 1943, Tesla's body was found in his hotel room and it was later discovered that he had died at approximately 10.45 p.m. on January 7th, 1943 at 86 years old.
1: Yeah, he looked pretty old for the time.
0: And like you had mentioned, he died not only alone, but in debt. Mm-hmm. Um, he had no money. He was completely broke. In fact, it was Westinghouse that was actually paying for his room and board at the hotel uh, for many of those years.
1: At least they did that. I mean, yeah. They're known for being pretty shitty too. Uh, but that's good that they at least kind of gave him At least, least he wasn't
0: homeless. Can you imagine if yeah. Tesla ended up like homeless, that very well could living have in the park with the pigeons? Like that would yeah. be really sad.
1: Honestly, he probably would have liked that. Yeah, I'm
0: like, honestly, you've been fine with that. <laughs> uh, but they said that his cause of death was coronary thrombosis, which is a disorder normally caused by a buildup of cholesterol and fats in the blood vessel walls, which this is weird. Because all of the the reasons for getting this did not match up with Tesla's lifestyle, like Tesla didn't drink tea or coffee. He stopped smoking in his twenties, and he was vegetarian, so he had a pretty low cholesterol and low fat diet. Hmm. So hmm, maybe there's something more there that's very weird. I mean, maybe he was just misdiagnosed, or or I don't know. So people are like, those don't line up. Like, there's no way he could have died of this based on his lifestyle. Huh. So I don't know if there's anything more enough there enough or about not. That, yeah. But two days after Nikola Tesla passed away, the FBI conducted a raid of his hotel room and took possession of all his belongings, including nearly 80 trunks or two full truckloads of his handwritten paperwork.
1: Isn't that interesting that he, well, it makes sense that he remained on their radar all that time? Yes. They were just watching him. They knew right when he died.
0: Yep. Um, to come they in and get in.
1: everything. Yeah.
0: And then they handed over all of his property to the alien property custodian office. Who was John Trump. Run by John Trump. Yeah. Uh, Donald Trump's uncle, uncle. uncle of Donald Trump. Yeah.
1: yeah. Isn't that crazy? Very weird. I always, When I found that out, I was like, whoa. I had no idea.
0: Yeah. Definitely I didn't even think. know Trump had like. Family members that worked in the government.
1: I know then, they didn't really like advertise that. No, you'd think he would be like, My uncle. Yeah. Does Trump, something. does
0: Donald Trump even know that his uncle took his oh, yeah. work?
1: I'm sure he knows. That's so I'm sure he knows. Maybe now Donald Trump has it. <laughs> Donald
0: Trump <laughs> oh, has God. the death ray. Yeah. Oh my God. The blueprints. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I mean, that's what a lot of people think is that the FBI took, you know, we're specifically targeting that death ray.
1: They could technology
0: because maybe and maybe they knew he had made it and they were like, We need to grab that for national security purposes.
1: Well maybe the death ray does exist. We just haven't And seen they it. haven't
0: used it yet. Yeah. Yeah. God, that's Hopefully we never about. see it. But what's most crazy and disappointing about this though is that the FBI's claimed that they've lost a lot of it. They've lost a lot of his papers and his work. Um, and we don't even really know where they went. Like some of it has been declassified, but I think there's a ton of his work that's still obviously classified. So we don't even know it still exists, but they did send some of his papers, uh, in 1952 back to Croatia where it's now in the Nikola Tesla museum in his honor. But there's something really interesting. I wanted to add about John G Trump who reviewed Tesla's documents Uh, So in less than three days after Tesla's property was confiscated by the FBI and handed over to the office of Alien custodian, John G. Trump announced to the world that there was nothing significant in these files and that ultimately it didn't contain any plans of anything significant. But when you look at the declassified documents uh, that have come out from the FBI, it specifically states that they believe that certain Tesla's papers may contain basic principles that would be of considerate value To certain ongoing research with the Department of Defense. And it would be truly helpful to have access to these papers, which obviously contradicts what John G. Trump said. So clearly they're hiding something. Clearly they're covering up Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of Tesla's work for their own probably gain. Yeah. But the very last document that the FBI has released of Tesla's work was back from September 1940, which was a memo written to the director of the FBI, J. Edgar Hoover, suggesting that they put 24 7 surveillance on Tesla. without his knowing in order to prevent him from being kidnapped by the enemy and essentially being tortured for information involving his technologies and his inventions, which I'm like, if that were the case, why didn't they like put him in protective custody, but why they let him die alone in a hotel room where he could easily be kidnapped by somebody.
1: Yeah, that's very odd. And J. Edgar Hoover again.
0: Can't trust that guy either. Definitely not. So I don't know, man. I think it's all very, very fishy.
1: It is. I feel like we definitely don't have the full story.
0: Nope. But that, in short, is pretty much the life of Nikola Tesla. The last little thing I wanted to just talk about for a moment was uh, the numbers three, six, nine, which is a lot of yeah. people consider to be the Tesla code. Hmm. Uh, because there's a quote from him saying, If you only knew the magnificence of three, six, and nine, then you would have the key to the universe. Which uh, a lot of people have really looked into. And, you know, we've kind of talked about this a little bit, um, but it goes much deeper than that. Um, This obsession with not only the number three, but also six and nine. He claimed that these numbers were extremely important and nobody ever listened to him about why.
1: It's very complicated for us to explain. We honestly do not understand (laughs) the whole three, six, nine thing. It's very. Uh, difficult to wrap your mind around. But if you guys are interested, we can try to do an episode on it or bring in an expert eventually. Yeah.
0: So in short, there's pattern in short, like very simple, basic explanation for my understanding is there's patterns uh, throughout the universe. And through these patterns, the only numbers that are left out is three, six and nine. So like with the pyramids, if we go to the Great Pyramid of Giza, not only are there three larger pyramids at Giza all side-by-side, side mirroring the position of the stars in Orion's belt, but we also see a group of three smaller pyramids immediately away from the three largest pyramids. So a lot of people think that even the Egyptians knew about this universal code of 369, and therefore that played into a lot of their structures, and w- which allows you to tap into uh, these higher dimensions and this idea that there's this electromagnetic field and if you know these this i guess it's called vortex mathematics if you know this pattern and and these numbers then you can unlock you know this limitless power that's out there that's a very very rough basic yeah. understanding so don't don't quote me on any of this but there's a great <laughs> video out there that you can actually watch that goes into detail and explains this and gives you all the patterns and how we get to 3 6 and 9 but it's interesting that tesla believe that those numbers were the key to the universe. So again, I think Tesla was absolutely enlightened. He was tapped into, I think, a higher stream of consciousness. He was definitely in tune with the universe, that's for sure. Uh, and I think a lot of that, you know, I think there's a lot of possibility that, you know, he had some higher divine help here with with some of these inventions. And uh, so that's just my thought.
1: I think there's just so much that we don't know about him that it's hard to completely decide you know what I think as far as his ideas. I don't know how much of it he could have just, I don't want to discredit him by being like he got these ideas from other sources. So I don't know if he necessarily was fed information or fed ideas. He could have just come up with them. Um, but is he connected? Is he special? Is he a chosen one? Quite possibly. I think he was a incredibly fascinating person.
0: Well, I think it depends on your spiritual views, right? If you're not a spiritual person, Mm -hmm. then you're going to interpret this as he was a really smart guy. He clearly, you know, was dedicated to his work. He, he literally dedicated his entire life to learning and discovering. And I mean, he's a real, real scientist at heart. And I think from that perspective, and I think that's true no matter what. But I think based on all these other little tidbits of information that we know about him, a lot of his quotes uh, are very profound as well. Like, for example, this this quote makes me think that he was considering other other things as opposed to just like the physical world, the physical reality. Uh, this is my favorite quote of his. It says, the day science begins to study non-physical phenomena, it will make more progress in one decade than in all the previous centuries of its existence.
1: I Completely agree with that. I like that a lot.
0: Unexplained phenomena. If we really took that stuff that, seriously, yeah. we would be far mm-hmm. further in our civilization than we are. And I 100% agree with that. And I think that so much of that just gets like pushed out as like junk science or pseudoscience. And skeptics are like, "Oh, there's no proof for that, so it doesn't exist." And and in reality, it's like we don't know. It might exist. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there might be some other higher levels of dimensions and stuff. I mean, if you get really deep into Tesla, there's like he goes into all sorts of stuff. The fact that he was communicating with extraterrestrials, he claims like I think he was definitely like deeper down the rabbit hole than a lot of people want to admit with him. Yeah, that would make sense. They want to keep him as kind of this. Oh, he's this great engineer, great Mm -hmm. scientist, but that's it. But he definitely went down the rabbit hole uh, on a lot of things. And I think he really did believe in and higher powers. And he was definitely, I think a mystical person. I think there is, there's a lot of evidence to suggest that he was tapped in, uh, to higher levels of consciousness.
1: Do you think that everyone that's really smart or a creative genius is connected? Like, what do you think? Like Steve jobs? I do. I absolutely do. And I
0: think Steve jobs believed he did. I mean, Steve jobs was his background was in new age ideologies and, and that's kind of like, uh, an Akashic record is an ideology of new age, I think. So this idea that there is this knowledge that's out there, there's ways to tap into the universe to pull that information out. Absolutely. I think Steve jobs, I think Elon Musk to some extent, even though I think mm-hmm. he's definitely very skeptical about it. Probably if we were to like sit him down and ask him about this stuff, he'd probably be like, ah, oh, you know, whatever, but maybe not. I mean, I don't know. Him, no, so. I think
1: he probably would be. Yeah. He actually liked Edison better. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I mean, that's just my personal beliefs, but what do you think about this? Let us know.
1: But that's it for us today, guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, be sure to subscribe, put like on it, do all the things.
0: Yeah. Let us know. Who do you like better? Tesla or Edison? Yes. If you, know you say Edison, you then we're kicking you off. Just
1: <laughs> <laughs> Unsubscribe. No, no if I'm you interested. Do say Edison, yeah. Let us know why I'm curious. Yeah. A Definitely. lot of people feel that way. That's how Elon Musk feels. Though. Right. Okay.
0: Yeah. And let us know what you think about Elon and that whole uh, technology discussion we had at the beginning. I thought that was uh, very interesting. So we'd love to hear your thoughts. But yeah, until next time, stay safe and
1: stay woke.